What's going on guys? This is Just Another Critic back again with another video. And today we're talking about upsets alert, upset alerts for uh, week six. And this is probably one of my uh, favorite things to talk about when it comes to college football. Uh, because in college football, you really can't afford to lose one game, especially if you're in the Power Five conference and you're trying to compete to go um, you know, to the college football playoff. Now, last week, upset alert, I uh, had Clemson versus Syracuse. Obviously, that game almost went down. Well, it went down to the wire, and Syracuse almost pulled it off. Also had UCF versus Pitt. I think Pitt could have pulled it off, just didn't capitalize on turnovers, too many mistakes. And then I had the, uh, let's see, it was 19-14. I had the Kansas State versus Texas game in the Big 12. Kansas State nearly pulled it off. It was 19-14, I believe the final score was. Um, but yeah, today I actually have four matchups as far as upset alerts go. My first matchup that I want to go ahead and talk about is the Utah versus Stanford game. Now, Utah is going to Stanford, so it's a home game. Uh, Stanford right now is ranked 14th after that loss to Notre Dame. And actually, Utah is 3-1 in head-to-head matchups when playing against Stanford. And every single game, check this out, every single game has been decided by single-digit margins since 1996. Now, my personal belief, Stanford is a very one-dimensional team when they have a healthy Bryce Love. At this point, Bryce, Bryce Love, he's a, he's, he's a half-healthy Bryce Love, and I doubt that he's going to even play in this game. Um, some may argue that they have a throwing game, and I believe that is false, completely false. KJ Costello typically just throws it up to our Sega Whiteside, and like I said last week, hopes that he beats out his man for the ball. And so at this point in the season, Costello has 11 passing touchdowns, eight of which have gone to our Sega Whiteside. Now, as we saw last year, without Bryce Love, Stanford could barely beat an Oregon State team. And if you pay attention to college football, Oregon State is probably one of the worst teams in the Power Five. And they could barely beat them without Bryce Love. Like I said, I don't think Bryce Love is going to play this game. If he does, he's going to be probably 70%, 50 to 70% in that area. Um, and I kind of mentioned this going into the season. If they try and have Bryce Love carry the load, he's going to get hurt. He's going to continue to be injury prone because they don't have a balanced attack. Um, and that's why going into this game, I think Utah is going to have all the opportunities they need. They're going to, even if Bryce Love plays, he's not going to be at 100%. And when he has been at a healthy Bryce Love this season, he hasn't been the Heisman uh, candidate that we've expected him to be. So going into this game, like I mentioned, Utah's 3-1 and one in head-to-head -head matchups versus Stanford. Um, big, big upset alert. And Stanford can't lose, uh, afford to lose another game at this point in the season. Um, that being said, pretty much covered it all here. Moving along, we have the Clemson and Wake Forest game. Defensively, we all know what Clemson brings to the table. They've got those four monsters up front. Um, however, they've been inconsistent on offense just about all season, even when they've had the first string quarterback in Kelly Bryant, second string quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, 
And now they're on to their third string quarterback uh, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't return. I think until they get some consistency on offense, they should be on upset alert every single week. Uh, because at this point, if even if Trevor Lawrence returns in that Syracuse game, he, he was struggling even when he was healthy. Um, so I think until they get some consistency on offense, they're going to be on upset alert every week. They should win this game, but don't be surprised if we have a repeat of the Syracuse game last week. If Wake Forest can keep it close all the way into the fourth quarter, those are the types of games you just don't know how it's going to end. Um, and yeah, I mean, Clemson, um, if Trevor Lawrence comes back, obviously that's going to be, uh, in their favor. But at this point, I still think regardless of who's starting at quarterback, there's still too many inconsistencies and question marks on offense to, you know, say that they're going to get a dominant win here this weekend. Uh, moving along, we've got the Michigan State and Northwestern game. I was going to put the Northwestern game in Michigan versus Michigan in my upset alerts for week five. Uh, for some reason, I just thought Michigan – wouldn't have any trouble with Northwestern. Obviously, I was wrong there. Um, Northwestern, you know, nearly pulled out that W in a close one. And Northwestern, every single year, they're just a gritty team. And you never know how they're going to show up come Saturday. I mean, last year they were 10-3. and three. They started 2-3. and three. Now this year they're 1-3 and three, going into Michigan State. And they actually beat Michigan State. Um, in the past two years that they've played. So, and last year, Michigan State was playing much better football. This year, they had a lot of expectations because they returned so many starters. But at this point in the season, Michigan State still, um, they still look like they've got a lot of holes on both sides of the ball, which should allow Northwestern the opportunities that they need in order to pull off the upset. And Really, Michigan State hasn't dominated one game this season, and I don't expect this one to be any different. Um, I think Northwestern can keep it very close, and with Thor uh, Thornson at the quarterback position over at Northwestern, I think he can make some plays, um, and I'm expecting this one to be a close one um, all the way into the fourth quarter. Now, going into the last matchup, we're staying in the Big Ten. And we have Nebraska taking on Wisconsin. Uh, obviously, a lot of you may not agree with this um, just because Nebraska has really just been struggling. I think they're 0-4, 0-5. Um, they've struggled in just about every single game except the Colorado game. Uh, Purdue's killed them. Michigan's killed them. But here's the thing. I've been – for those of you who are new here, I'm a big Wisconsin fan. I've been watching them since 2004. Now – Wisconsin, I love them, right? However, they lean so freaking heavily on their run game. Like everybody in the damn nation knows they're going to run the ball, right? 80% of the game, they're going to be running it down, uh, running it down your throats, no matter, no matter what. Um, and in the past, Wisconsin typically struggles with dual threat quarterbacks like Adrian Martinez. And everybody, everybody that Wisconsin plays knows what they're going to do. They're going to run the ball. So what their opponent is typically going to do is try and shut down that run game and force Wisconsin to beat them through the air. And they'll have a much better chance at beating the Badgers in Madison if they can get Hornybrook to 
air it out because as we already know, Hornybrook is inconsistent through the air, whether it's accuracy, whether it's long balls. Whenever it comes to Hornybrook throwing the ball, he's been very inconsistent throughout his career. Um, I was hoping to see something better from him this season, but it still kind of looks like the same. Um, and it comes down to one variable in this game. Can Nebraska stop or slow down the run game? Because if they can't, it's basically over. But if they can, I would honestly just sell out on the run, stop JT, Jonathan Taylor, force Hornybrook to beat us, put my guys on an island out there one-on-one and see what he can do. Um, because at the end of the day, at this point, Wisconsin is a one-dimensional team. And typically, if they can't get their running game going, it's going to be a close game going down to the fourth quarter. Wisconsin's defense is going to do their best to keep them in the game. They're obviously not as good as they were last year, um, but they know what they're getting themselves into when they play Nebraska. Dual threat quarterback, especially with Scott Frost at the helm. Um, and these are just one of those type types of teams that uh, Wisconsin has trouble with as far as dual threat quarterbacks and just athleticism in general. Um, but that being said, guys, we'll go ahead and recap the matchups we went over. We first had Utah versus Stanford, second Clemson versus Wake Forest, Northwestern taking on Michigan State, and Nebraska versus Wisconsin. Pretty much covered it all. If you guys enjoyed the video, please go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe. Um, if you have anything that you want to say or any games or matchups that I missed, drop it in the comments. Hit me up on Twitter. If you prefer to listen on my podcast, there's also going to be a link in the description. Uh, that being said, I appreciate your time. This is Justin on The Critic signing off, and you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.